This is the Intelligent Rebellion. Howdy, 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 folks. It's Rhea here. As we plan, prepare, produce, and record the next season of the Intelligent Rebellion podcast, I wanted to drop a few short stuff, tidbits from past episodes. If you've been with us from the very beginning, I want to say thank you so much for your support. We appreciate you. Thank you for the messages, the emails, the random text messages that you send to us. It really fuels our fire. If you've just found us, welcome. We do hope that you stay and linger for a little while. In this session of Short Stuff, we have John Mellors from Season 1, Episode 2. We've got Nikki and Matt from Episode 7 and Samantha Flynn from Episode 10. We're very excited to be bringing you this next evolution of the podcast. For now, sit back, relax, grab your favorite teddy bear. This is the Short Stuff Sessions. Yeah, I think we need to, I mean, we've got way too many health professionals. That's that's the first thing. So it's a, it's a massive, massive, massive societal issue because most people think about injury and illness very, with a very external locus of control. Oh, well, I'm going to go connect with people and I want a silver bullet. I want a silver bullet. You know, mm-hmm. and in some instances and with some disease and conditions, that's appropriate. But with most of what we see, and this is contextual rare, you know, when we're talking mental health, when we're talking chronic pain, when we're talking these aspects, you know, people still want to externalise that locus of control and, 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 and that's often the, the root cause of the issue so i'm going to give you a second answer because yeah education is, is of course very utopian and it links back really nicely we've almost rounded this conversation unintentionally really, really well which is um the art of a good conversation i suppose but um it links back to to, to, to workplaces for mine because the vast majority of people have an employer right and the vast majority of people spend a lot of time at their workplace not everybody right but everybody at some point in their life probably spends a significant portion of time at work so whatever industry you're in is there an opportunity and there's small business and whatever but a lot of australians work in medium or, or large size businesses is there the opportunity for workplaces and employers to do more and yeah. i am 100 certain that employers will wake up to that massively over the next 12 24 months as they see uh the secondary impacts of the pandemic and we start to go through the next six months nine months 12 months and we really see the impacts here when we see the ill mental health and what's going to transpire as a secondary and, and a tertiary and beyond, you know, there's an opportunity for employers to step up to the mantle and do more for their workplaces. Yeah, yeah and that's an interesting because I've been playing with this concept recently of um, something called workism. So workism, workism W-O-R-K-I-S-M. Okay. Um, again, I'm no expert in it. I've, I've, it's kind of the way that I've always felt about work in that my work, and again, we're going to circle back to where you started about the whole work-life balance and like self-worth and identity. Workism is when somebody's self-identity and self-worth, their work is a centerpiece of that, where they are nothing else but their XX job title. Mm. Yes, employers definitely will start to see these problems. But for me, I go back to accountability of the person. And I had a thought when you were talking there about there's so many healthcare professionals and what we're actually doing is we're not educating our clients well enough because in the back of our minds, we think that we're king shit. Like we're like, you know, oh, I'm going to go to Rhea to, so she's going to, to fix me. People come to you and ask them, ask you to fix them, then you failed in my eyes as a healthcare professional. 
And to your analogy, my analogy is, well, I'm giving you the torch and, and I'm going to teach you how to turn that torch on. I've heard about the great resignation recently um, that's happening in America and then it's happening here in Australia where people are going, you know what? I kind of have a life outside of work. I have family and friends and the pandemic kind of really when everyone was at home, they're spending more time with their family and they're starting to realise that there is kind of life outside of their workplace. And yeah, that idea of workism is for me, if I was to lose my job today, I'd be like, cool, I have a hundred million other things that I can do that's not associated to rehab or my work. I feel like people don't have that. So we're turning to employees and employers, so employers particularly, to kind of look after our health. Now, that's really opposite. I mean, I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate here because I think fundamentally, yes, employers have the opportunity to look after their employees' health and they have a responsibility to do that. But I think the responsibility lies in allowing their employees to become a full stack human, to be able to explore all the other things that make them a person. A billion percent. And, you know, in regards to, to, to that, I think it comes, to, comes together nicely, doesn't it? Because when I say the employer responsibility, I'm not necessarily saying fund a health and wellness program that gives people cheap gym memberships or whatever. Maybe it is that. Maybe it's the wellness days. Maybe it's the flexi leave. Maybe it's the remote working environment. Maybe it's the, you know, there's lots of employers now that are introducing really cool what seem like really far-fetched concepts but you know about um take your own leave and blah 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 blah, blah. and it doesn't work in all workplaces because there's certain instances where yeah. people have got to be on the clock and you know present and, and all that sort of stuff but just that flexibility from for me in, in in my roles and this is something i've always tried to do with colleagues and peers and team members is is, is working an outcome not working a time and and that is a major mm-hmm. major major shift in in the way that we, we we do business in australia sometimes and particularly in certain industry we're quite we're quite behind in that concept there's some really amazing sort of couple of decades worth of cool stuff that's been happening in southeast asia and what have you where they have a completely different way of working but in australia often whatever our role is blue collar white collar we work to time and if we can shift that mindset and work to output and work to value Mm -hmm. and we can change what we're doing then 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 that's surely so much better because if i can start a friday and think I'm not going to work 8.30 till 5 because that's what I'm required to do. I want to work to finish my podcast with Ria, finalise that service proposition and, and tie off that you know report. And if it's 10.30 or quarter past 5, then it's I'm done. It sounds easy, but it's a, it's a massive mindset shift. So when I touched on employers doing more, it's not necessarily investing money and time and resources on initiatives, although I think that is a good idea and I will say that, but maybe it is that. Maybe it's freeing up the time. Maybe it's freeing up the ability for people to, um, you know, prioritise and um, and live a, a more complete life, yeah. We are just trying, we're just sort of throwing a whole bunch of stuff out there to get people thinking, like, but just think about it. That's all we're asking. And 100%, I, no one has the answers. I, goodness me, I don't know. <laughs> I, I think, one, one thing I would say on that, though, for, for mine, and, and this is where it, where it has to be on point, it can't be prescriptive, otherwise you lose the impact. So, mm-hmm. you know, with employers, and we're talking about employers, you've got to get to a position where they're able to, educate and, and and have their team members believe that it's a safe space to practice that behavior or to shift that mindset or that way of working or whatever. it can't be prescriptive so 
I've been a part of organisations where they've done things like, it, it almost seems tokenistic because they go, so we're going to turn the server off between 7pm and 6am because people were emailing at 11 o'clock at night and they said, that's a really unhealthy yeah. work-life balance. We're going to turn emails mm-hmm. off. But for mine, that's so, so, so backwards because, and I'm going to be really controversial here, but that doesn't achieve the impact at all because you haven't taught the skill. You've just prescribed. You haven't changed the mindset. You haven't changed yeah. the You've just prescribed. And for some people, that might work because some people might sleep a little differently whatever and they might want to you know take their kids to to footy at three o'clock in the afternoon have dinner with the kids give the kids a bath and then log back on and do a couple of um i put out a post really recently on linkedin about trying to um curate a person's job for that personality look it's midday now and i'm just waking up like I try to do anything before 9am in the morning, I like no chance in, in holy hell. So if someone turned something off at seven o'clock, I would actually be more stressed out thinking, oh my gosh, I've got to change the way that I work. And you've just walked it into a perfect example because I do my best, best work between 5am and 9am. And that's when I do my best and most productive work. So you take it back to the concept, guys, mm-hmm. we don't want you working excessively so that it impacts on X, Y, Z. We want you to work to achieve these outputs and we've given yep. you a rational and reasonable workflow such that logistically that's achievable. How you do that is up to you. And I know it's easier said than done, but that's empowering. The Intelligent Rebellion podcast is a Three Sticks production. It is produced, written, and hosted by me, Ria Mikado. Will is the emperor of sound, mixing, and editing, and is a talent behind all our original music.